0: antidote the antidote the antidote the antidote the antidote the antidote antidote.
1: you're listening to the
2: antidote with dave hawkins the time for preaching hard is when people have become deceived by religion and when they think they're something they're not This is Trent Radio with Dave Hawkins and The Antidote. Tonight we're exploring the music of The Beckoning, who brought us our opening track, The Come." Roy Turple of The Beckoning met with me for a chat last week. He was a great interviewee, and we had a good chance to speak about their music and their brand new EP, Desolate. So Roy offered up some really insightful comments about The Beckoning and their great music, so let's get right to it. Roy Turple of The Beckoning is here with The Antidote. Roy, thanks for joining in.
0: Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: So, Roy, how about giving us a history lesson on the beckoning? Like, how and when did you guys begin, and who's involved in the band?
0: Well, it all started with uh, Megan and I. Uh, We're married, and uh, we we had, you know, both been involved in several other musical uh, projects over the years, whether it be bands or just... uh, side projects or whatever. But the stuff that we had done had been uh, so different from one another, like as far as the interest of where we we're at musically. Um, her stuff was more uh, either uh, symphonic and kind of film score-ish and that kind of thing um, or more classical related, whereas with me it was um, metal and mostly uh, very extreme metal. And um, I'd say somewhere along the line um, it was probably when I started getting into more uh, symphonic type metal, like but the, the extreme symphonic type metal, like the uh, stuff coming out of Europe and the Scandinavian area, like uh, the, the more like black metal type stuff and and that kind of thing. And then uh, and then I started getting into a lot of the uh, more symphonic gothic and doom metal as well. She was already into uh, Savior Machine and Virgin Black and things like that. She, she started getting into that probably around the time I started really getting into uh, black metal. Um, and then, I don't know, everybody kind of said, hey, why don't you guys do something together? And well, we just never really thought much about it. And then one day, I mean, uh, it had been a long time since we'd really done anything musically. And so uh, we just started writing tunes together. And in a very short time, we had a lot of material. Uh, but I mean, it ranged everywhere from like almost, uh, I, I would say, dark pop music right on through to uh, almost like black metal. We uh, kind of decided on a whim. I had actually had no intentions. Uh, right now, of course, I do the both drums and vocals in the band. She does keys and, and vocals um but i had no intention of actually doing the drums we had another guy that was going to do the drums for us but then he kind of bailed and um and i just happened to call a studio one day and said uh you know just to check out rates and that kind of thing and by the end of the phone call i had four days booked for the following week <laughs> and uh, and megan was like i well, was gonna do the drums i said i guess i'll do them and, and uh we just kind of went out whim. We, we didn't even have a guitar player yet or anything. And I just called up a buddy of mine and said, "Hey, you want to come do some stuff for us?" And uh, and we didn't know which songs we were going to choose. We didn't know are we going to choose the more poppy things, or the more extreme stuff, or the more goth doom types. We we really weren't sure where we were going with it till the very last minute. We didn't have a name for the band. We came up with the, name of the band I think the night before we went into the studio, and uh, went out and took a few pictures and <laughs> called ourselves the Backing. And uh, we were in the studio the next day and said. Uh, I guess we'll we'll start with this song called An Omen in the Dark. And we, uh, we recorded it, and uh, we were pretty happy with how it turned out.
2: album you're speaking about is your original full-length demystifying the oracle
0: right uh we were pretty happy with how it turned out at that time our our sound the stuff we were doing was a lot more simple a lot more straight ahead and so it was pretty easy for me to kind of just go in and wing it on the drums and uh and the other the guitar player we just basically said follow along and (laughs) just went for it you know and that was almost entirely how the whole first album was put together it was almost like a big jam session it kind of started from there but then by the time we were uh, we didn't have everything mixed all at once we only had a, like a couple tunes that were actually mixed and stuff and we released that as Blood Let Down um, but by the time they're kind of fishing up the mixing and all that for all the songs and we got uh, a few other friends of ours to complete some guitar parts and stuff like that there were still a few songs where there weren't guitars on them yet we had really gotten bored of doing that more straight ahead uh, uh, sound that we were doing on that first album and we we're like yeah, we can't really be sticking with this too long and And so from there, we just kind of evolved and went on. And the stuff we were doing on the war demo and then to the stuff we're doing now,
2: i admit that I've had a tough time figuring out the music of the beckoning. I mean, you guys blend gothic, symphonic, progressive, you know, even power metal. But why take such a mix of subgenres and mix them instead of having a single focus?
0: Um, To tell you the truth, it's not even a conscious thing for us. Um uh, We like all those styles. And we just, uh for us, we, we're, we don't even think that we're really mixing anything. You know what I mean? hmm we play what we like we do what we want to do like i said it, in the early stuff with demystifying um it was kind of like we had about 20 songs we could have chose back then and at re- initially we just recorded uh four right off the bat and they were the ones that fit that bill more the more uh gothic doom type stuff and we weren't even really sure if it it was got doom, but everybody started calling it that so we said okay i guess we're a goth doom band." <laughs> and uh <laughs> But we actually notified everybody. I remember right from the beginning saying, just because this sounds like this, don't think this is what we're always going to sound like because we got a whole lot of rabbits in the hat. Nobody takes it seriously, of course, because everybody thinks, well, no, this is this is what they do and this is what they're going to be doing. And it's like, no, trust me, we got some other stuff
2: going on. <laughs> and uh, so, you're telling me that you're a musical radical?
0: Pretty much, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We we we've just we don't have any of those limitations, you know. And uh, to tell you the truth, in all honesty, the whole gothic thing, um, that goth doom type stuff was pretty new to us at the time. That was almost like a face, you know, and I know that a lot of people would probably get frowns on their faces if they hear me say that. But um, that was probably the newest thing we were getting into at the time. And uh, it was never anywhere we planned on staying. I, I think a lot of it had to do with a sense of pressure because we, we just wanted to make a few tunes and get them out there, put on MySpace and let our friends hear it. And um, we put up one song at first, An Omen of Dark. And we, we started getting uh, messages in our inbox from record labels and stuff. And at first, we just kind of like, okay, we don't quite get what's going on here. But and uh, but then we, we got a couple from some labels that we actually really dig and that some of our influences are actually on. And they weren't willing to sign us right away, but they were interested. And we pretty much had the impression that what they wanted, though, was a band that was doing what we were doing at the time. And uh we went with that for a bit, but it just we we just couldn't stay just there
2: so now, are you trying to say that you did go with a label or you didn't go with the label
0: no we we did not go with the label, but we we were sort of continued uh writing for the sake of the few labels that were interested but we we just couldn't do that for any period of time, and uh we got pretty quickly bored with doing that style of music for us. It's almost like. Uh, part of the enjoyment is the fact that we kind of confuse people sometimes (laughs) (laughs) if people say like wow this is wacky here this is confused like we take that as a compliment actually um we kind of like messing with people's heads
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i did notice that on your first album i mean the genre listing actually says avant-garde metal
0: yeah
2: you think that's actually more accurate than saying it was goth or anything else
0: absolutely we have thought that right from the beginning and i think definitely much more so now either progressive or avant-garde yeah it's just like we we're one of those bands that right off the bat we were like we refuse to be limited in any little box you know We like i said we like so many different styles we're influenced by so many different styles and however that comes out in the mix we're willing to let it have its way you know so yeah we, we definitely felt that that was a a description that fit us more but i guess with what people were hearing at the time, people were like, well, no, it's, it's gothic, it's goth-doom or whatever. It's like, well, you haven't heard it all yet. <laughs> Just give us a little more time, and, and you, you might be uh, thinking differently.
2: Okay, so that covers the musical end of it, but what about your lyrical content? Where do you draw your inspiration?
0: Well, uh, all three of us, and now that uh, Eldon is in the band as well, who came on right before the war demo, all three of us are, are major students of the Bible, um it shapes the way we think so very much we have a a christian worldview and that plays out in a lot of different ways you know um some of the content it's very uh theological whereas uh some of the other stuff is a little bit more experiential and uh you know maybe uh you're going through a difficult time or whatever and you you know just kind of comes out of a song right and it could be that thing um but i i would say overall the content of the beckoning is um fairly theological actually in its content, but uh we try not to make it too straightforward. Um, if that makes any sense like it's it's definitely there. But we draw on a lot of metaphors and things of that nature. Can you feel a darkness closing in Enveloped by shadow Like
1: ice against the skin Silence stops
0: Like a knife in the dark Despairing in sorrow Afraid of who you are
1: God you see Through the night Beyond the door A glimmer of the light Come away From that empty place Where the blind lead the blind To the gallows of despair
2: beckoning just released a new ep desolate this july what kind of differences or similarities are there between desolate and say maybe your 2012 ep war
0: um well i I would say that uh, war was the start of that more progressive sound um and where we were diverting away from that uh gothic sound a little bit with war we were really making a point of kind of bringing out that other side of the band, uh, making things a little more complicated, up in the tempo a bit, and, uh, yeah, trying to do things that were a little more musically challenging. And I think the biggest difference, like I tell people, is that whereas, like, from war to uh, demystifying, is with demystifying, we were a gothic band with um, metal overtones, whereas with war, we were a metal band with gothic overtones. Now, uh, with Desolate, the uh the gothic components that were there that were present on both demystifying and war are are still there but really the song structuring and things of that nature are way more progressive now like in a traditional progressive way like the 70s prog bands Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of time changes a lot of tempo changes long songs and uh things of that nature you know right yeah it just keeps going more in that direction um, that, that's been such an influence on all of us is that, like, a lot of 70s progress, Rush. Um, I also like a lot of early Jess's uh, Eldons, right into, like, Pink Floyd and and uh, things like that. Um, uh, all three of us love Neil Morris's stuff, you know, especially the, the more heavier side of it, like the solo scriptor album. And so, uh, that whole progressive end of, of that whole side of music is something that we, we love and has probably influenced our playing more so than any other kind of music. Turple here from the Beckoning, and you're listening to the Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Solido
1: Gloria.
2: Well, it's funny you brought up that point about long songs, but I mean, the Desolate EP—I mean, 19 minutes long for two songs. Yeah. I mean, I mean. (laughs) Are you, are you trying to tell me that when you next record a full length, it's going to be in the two to three-hour range?
0: <laughs> no, we won't do that. Matter of fact, after we got this out there, I went, OK, now that we kind of put ourselves in a bit of position because I'm not actually a fan of like albums that go too long. Like I, I think 40, 45 minutes is perfect, and I think, well, you know it's going to have to be something longer than that when we put out the full length. It's going to have to be closer to an hour you know, because now people already have 20 minutes worth of the album, right? Because those two songs will be on the album. So uh, I'm thinking for them to feel like they got their money's worth, they're going to have to get close to a 60-minute
2: album anyway. (laughs) So is that your plan, that you're working towards a full length?
0: Yeah, initially we weren't really sure. There were just a lot of things um, that were kind of discouraging us as far as with the whole thing, with the music was concerned. And we, we thought for a bit, like, okay, that we're just going to record these two songs, get them out there, and that would be it for The Beckoning. Uh, but the response has just been so awesome. Um, people have been uh, really supportive, and, and uh, people really like what we've done with the Desolate demo, that it's kind of reinvigorated us, you know, and we're definitely planning on doing full length now.
2: The Antidote is speaking with Roy Triple of The Beckoning. Roy, you guys are giving Desolate away for free on Bandcamp. I mean, really... The question has to be, it's like, why give it away instead of having fans purchase it?
0: Um, well, I think one big thing is uh, for us, it, it's kind of like demystifying. That was the early, very early stages of the beckoning. It was that uh, place where we are just kind of getting our feet wet a bit. It was us going into a, a different musical territory than what we had done with our previous bands. Um, and then we started finding our footing a little bit more with the war demo. But now Desolate, we really feel like we've found our sound. Like, this is the beckoning. And this is what we really want to expose everyone to, is what we're doing on the Desolate demo. And for them to, um, yeah, to experience this, our new sound, and go, okay, this is what you got. This is what we sound like, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and we, we just feel it's so superior to anything else we've done previously. And we just want to, yeah, give people a taste of it and, here you go it's free you know (laughs) and if you like us hopefully you'll come back for more
2: Sifting from the new EP "Desolate" from the Edmonton-based The Beckoning. Obviously, The Beckoning is an artistic band, but as a musician, can being artistic can that be a liability?
0: Um, I know to a lot of people uh, they would think that's the case, but we we are so unusual <laughs> in our approach to music, and it's it's like as long as it's not contrived, and you're doing what. What you honestly think sounds good and is an expression of what you're feeling or whatever way you want to construct a song or whatever. I just can't see how that can be a bad thing. And uh, I I mean, there are different aspects lyrically, of course. um, But I mean, as far as the musical aspects are concerned, I'd say, man, do what you love. You know, for us, the way I look at it is someday I'm going to be like 80 years old or whatever. And I want to be able to look back on my music and listen to it and say, you know, and to be proud of it and to say, you know, that's that's something that we did and we enjoyed it. The the thought of making music solely for the purpose of other people, I just don't even understand it. For us, our philosophy in approaching music is we're going to do what we like, what we enjoy. And if other people happen to like it, fine. If they don't like it, that's cool, too.
2: That was a good answer.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> I'll explain, sir, the, the oddity of this show is that we're trying to look at the art of music coming from Christians. So it's Mm -hmm. not per se Christian bands, because to me, I blur the lines.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: obviously there's bands that do it strictly from a ministry standpoint, and that's fine. And you get other guys, and if you even mention the word Christian, even though they're all Christians in the band and they're representing a Christian worldview, to even say that the guys could be a Christian band, is just they're just appalled by that.
0: Yeah, they're offended, yeah.
2: I don't see the distinction.
0: No, I I agree 100%. For us, it's like... We're artists. We're musicians. That's what we do. That's what we're good at. And uh, it's, it, there's nothing, even lyrically, there's nothing contrived. There's no big mission statement in any way, other than the fact that no more so than there would be in our regular lives. Like, if I'm at work or I'm out and about and whatever, I mean, Jesus is everything to us. Yeah. You know, so we, we want to live in a way that honors him in our everyday life, and the beckoning is included in that. There's no exclusivity to, oh, the beckoning is our whatever, our ministry or whatever. No, the beckoning is a band, and we happen to be Christians. So in every sphere of life, we want to live in a way that would uh, represent Christ properly. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we understand that the chances of people hating the Lord and then all of a sudden hearing the beckoning and go, whoa, now I want to be a Christian. Well, that's that's likely that's going to happen, but maybe God could use our music to maybe make them think you know, and seeds, and uh, at least we can be salt and light. But it's a very natural thing for us. I think, like you said, it's the same thing when you're a band and you say something like what I just said. You're just, you're going to anger people that aren't Christians and go, oh, we're a Christian band, I don't want to listen to them more. Then the ministry-minded bands or people who expect you to say, oh, we're a ministry, they're going to get offended because they're, oh, they're not very bold for their faith or whatever. It's like, well, I, I want to be obedient in whatever sphere of life I'm in, whether it's on my job or whether it's through the band.
2: You've been checking out The Antidote on Trent Radio, 92.7 FM, Peterborough. This is going to be the final episode of the summer season for The Antidote, but after a couple weeks off, we will return on September 17th. In the meantime, if you're in need of more music, you can head over to our website, theantidoteradio.com. We had a great talk with Roy Turple of The Beckoning, but we've got a second song from him before we finish up for the night from the new EP. Here's Desolate Sanctuary, and we'll see you in September. We've been speaking with Roy from The Beckoning. Roy, I really got to appreciate your time, and I really appreciate your music. Thank you. Appreciate that. Have a good night and a good week. Yeah, you too, man. God bless. God bless.